Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I am just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where beings walk through fathomless time bound to oaths of shame. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this as an audiobook project of yours truly for League stories and lore. This week's story is Nasus, the Curator of the Sands. And now for my terrible attempt at an impression. For centuries, I have watched... We approach a time of reckoning. Nasus is an imposing, jackal-headed ascended, whose heroic and godlike figures once were revered by the people of Shirima. Fiercely intelligent, he was a guardian of knowledge and a peerless strategist whose wisdom guided the Empire to greatness for many centuries. After the failed ascension of Azir, Nasus went into self-imposed exile, becoming little more than a legend. Now that the sun disk has risen once more, he has returned, determined to ensure that it never fails again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks again to everybody who's tuning in and listening. I got a bunch of responses on the Instagram response uh, call to who we should do next. I have those in the pipeline to do. I think we've got Sona and a few others. But rest assured, we're going to get to some of the champions that you guys have requested because that's why I do this. Uh, today, because of a episode of the Gamer Alchemy podcast that I was recording tonight... I was going to, I had already decided to read Nasus, so we're going to do Nasus tonight, and then we'll see where we are next week, but I will start going through all the ones that you guys have submitted. Again, let me know. I want to work through the champions you're interested in hearing the stories of. Thanks again for listening. Drop a rating that you think is appropriate, and tell me about, tell your friends about the podcast if you really like it. Hopefully I can make their days a little bit better too. Thanks again. Let's get into the story. Nasus's brilliance was recognized long before he was chosen to join the ranks of the Ascended. A voracious student, he memorized and critiqued the greatest works of Shuriman history and philosophy before he was ten. However, his passion was not shared by his younger brother, Renekton, who tended to bore quickly and fight with other local children instead. Nonetheless, the brothers were close, and Nasus kept an eye on Renekton, ensuring he didn't get into too much trouble. When he came of age, Nasus was welcomed into the prestigious and exclusive Collegium of the Sun. 
He had the best teachers in the empire and developed a keen understanding of military strategy and logistics, eventually becoming the youngest general in history. While a competent soldier, his genius lay not in fighting battles, but in planning them. A deeply empathetic man, Nassus took his responsibility seriously, always ensuring his soldiers were well-provisioned, paid on time, and treated fairly. He guided the emperor's mortal armies to countless victories and was respected by all who served beneath him. Sure enough, his brother Renekton also entered military service and rose through the ranks as a trusted and capable warrior under Nassus's command. But despite his triumphs and accolades, Nassus did not enjoy war. He understood its importance, for now at least, in the empire's rapid expansion, yet firmly believed his greatest contribution to Shurima was the knowledge they could gather and preserve in the wake of each conquest. At his urging, all the books, scrolls, and teachings of the cultures they defeated were added to the libraries and repositories throughout the empire to bring wisdom and enlightenment to generations still to come. After decades of dutiful service, Nassus was cruelly struck by a terrible wasting sickness, and his physician solemnly declared that the general would be dead within a week. The people of Shurima were bereft, for Nassus was their brightest star and beloved by all. The emperor himself pleaded with Setaka, the ascended host, for the man's deeds to be weighted before the sun disk. After a day and night, Setaka's emissaries confirmed that Nassus would be blessed with ascension. He would have to undergo the rituals at once, despite his infirmity. Renekton, now a war leader in his own right, raced home to be with his brother. He was shocked to find Nassus's flesh wasted away, his bones fragile as glass. So weak was he that as Sun Disk's golden radiance streamed over the dais, Nassus was unable to climb the final steps into its light. Renekton's love for his brother was stronger than any sense of self-preservation. He carried the weakly protesting Nassus onto the dais, and would willingly accept oblivion. However, Renekton was not destroyed as expected. When the light faded, not one, but two god warriors emerged. Both brothers had not only survived, but flourished. Nassus stood as a towering, jackal-headed avatar of wisdom and strength, while Renekton was a muscled behemoth in the likeness of a crocodile. Nassus had been gifted with powers far beyond mortal understanding, the greatest boon of his ascension was the countless lifetimes he could now spend in study and contemplation, though this would also eventually become his greatest curse. But he was more immediately concerned by the increased savagery he saw within Renekton. At the siege of Nasharame, finally bringing the city under Shuriman rule, Nasus learned that his brother had raised the Grand Library and massacred all who stood against him. This was the closest the brothers ever came to bloodshed, facing one another in the rubble, weapons drawn. Only under Nassus's stern, disappointed gaze did Renekton's bloodlust dwindle, and he turned away in shame. War with the rebel state of Akathia changed many of the Ascended. The horrors they witnessed left them hollow and quicker to anger. Nassus undertook centuries of solitary study as he tried to comprehend what had happened to his immortal brethren and what it could mean for the future. When the ascension of the emperor Azir went terribly wrong, Nassus and Renekton were both far from the capital and returned with all haste. 
but they were too late. Over the bodies of countless Shuriman dead, they fought Zareth, that twisted, malevolent being of pure energy who had betrayed Azir, yet were unable to slay him. Filled with rage and perhaps seeking to atone for Nashirame, Renekton wrestled Zareth into the tomb of emperors beneath the city, bidding Nasus to seal them in. Nasus refused, desperate to find any other way, but there was none. With a heavy heart, he committed Zareth and his brother to the fathomless darkness for all eternity. Drained of its power by Zareth's sorcery, the sun disk fell, and every remaining god-warrior felt its loss in their immortal heart. The divine waters flowing from the city's oasis ran dry, bringing death and famine to all Shurima. For a time, the other ascended tried to hold the fractured empire together, before their countless rivalries led them to fight among themselves. Withdrawing entirely, Nasus bore a heavy burden of guilt, stalking the empty ruins that were slowly being swallowed by the desert, and lamenting everything that had been lost. Centuries passed, and Nasus all but forgot his former life and purpose, until the moment when the tomb of the emperors was rediscovered by mortals, and its seal broken. He did not know how, but he knew Zareth was free. Ancient vigor reawakened in Nasus, and yet even he was stunned to see Azir reborn and the sun disk raised once more above the sands. Though Zareth was still a grave threat, Nasus knew that the new god-emperor would have a great need of guidance and counsel in the years ahead, and hope stirred within him for the first time in millennia. Did he dare believe he might also be reunited with his beloved brother, Renekton? Today's story is entitled Ouroboros, and it is written by Ryan Vernier. Nasus walked at night, unwilling to face the sun. The boy followed in his wake. How long had he been there? Those mortals who caught a glimpse of the monstrous vagabond always ran, all save the boy. Together, they wove a path through the bygone tapestry of Shurima. Self-imposed isolation chipped at Nasus's consciousness, and the desert wind howled around their malnourished frames. Nasus, look, above the dune sea, said the child. Stars guided the pair's sojourn across the desiccated expanse. The old jackal no longer wore the armor of the ascended. The golden monuments lay buried with the past, and now Hermit, dressed in tattered fabric, Nasus scratched at his matted fur before slowly raising his head to observe the night sky. The piper, said Nasus, his voice low and graveled. The season will change soon. Nasus put a hand on the boy's tiny shoulder and looked down into his sunburnt face. There he saw the soft lines and curves of Shuriman lineage, worn ragged by travel. When did it become your place to worry? Soon we will find you a home 
Wandering between the ruins of an extinguished empire is no life for a child. This was the nature of the universe. Brief moments unfolded into the endless cycles of existence. The heady philosophy weighed upon him, but it was more than just another stone in his endless tally of self-imposed guilt. In truth, the boy would inevitably be changed if he was allowed to follow. Remorse darkened Nasus's brow like a thunderhead. Their companionship stated something deep within the ancient hero. We can reach Astrologer's Tower before dawn, but we'll have to climb, said the boy. The tower was close. Nasus pulled himself up the cliff face, hand over hand. The climb memorized to such perfection that he took great liberties with each handhold, tempting death. The boy clambered up by his side, his agile form utilizing every nook and cranny offered by the blemished rock. What would happen to this innocent if I gave in to death? The thought troubled Nasus. Wisps of fog rolled through the crags of the upper cliffs, each threading the narrow rocks like tiny mountain paths. The boy scurried over the top first, and Nasus followed. In the distance, metal clanged against stone, and voices could be heard through the haze. They spoke in a familiar dialect. Nasus was shaken from his reverie. The well at Astrologer's Tower occasionally attracted nomads, but never this close to the equinox. The boy stood perfectly still, his fear palpable. What? Where are the fires? asked the boy. A horse's whinny pierced the night. Who goes there? asked the boy. The words rolled through the darkness. A lantern sparked to life, illuminating a band of riders. Mercenaries. Raiders. The jackal's eyes snapped wide. He saw seven of them. Their curved blades remained sheathed, but the look in their eyes spoke of martial training and guile. Where is the caretaker? asked Nasus. He and his wife are asleep. The cool evening prompted them to retire early, replied one of the riders. Old Jackal, my name is Maloof, said another rider. We have been sent by the Emperor. Nasus stepped forward, betraying the briefest hint of anger. Does he seek acknowledgement? Then let me give it. There is no emperor in this fallen age, said Nasus. The boy stepped forward defiantly. The dark messengers backed away from the lantern. Long shadows obscured their defensive stances. Deliver your message and leave, said the child. Maloof dismounted and stepped forward. He reached a calloused hand into the folds of his shirt and produced a dark amulet bound to a thick black chain. The geometry of the metal sparked recollections of magic and destruction in Nasus's mind. Emperor Zareth sends offerings. We are to be your servants. He welcomes you to his new capital, Nerimaza. The mercenary's words fell on Nasus like a hammer on glass. The boy promptly knelt and snatched up a weighty rock. Die! cried the boy. 
Take him, said Maloof. With a heave, the boy hurled the rock through the air, its perfect arc threatening to shatter mercenary bone on impact. Ronecton, no, roared Nasus. The riders abandoned their half-hearted deception. Nasus knew then that the caretaker and his wife were dead. Zareth's greeting would come in the form of cold steel. Truth began to eclipse illusion. Nasus reached for the boy. The child tore into shadows of memory that dissipated across the starlit ground. Goodbye, brother, whispered Nasus. Zareth's emissaries fanned out, their horses bucking and snorting. The ascended was flanked on three sides. Maloof did not hesitate, drawing his blade and piercing Nasus's side with it. Pain rippled through the ancient curator's body. The rider attempted to withdraw his weapon, but it wouldn't budge. A clawed hand gripped the blade, keeping it agonizingly buried within the ascended flesh. You should have left me to my ghosts, said Nasus. Nasus tore Maloof's sword from his hand, shattering fingers and tearing ligaments. The demigod pounced on his attacker. Maloof's body cracked under the jackal's enormous weight. Nasus leapt to the next rider, pulling him from his saddle. Two stripes ruptured organs and stole the wind from his lungs. His broken form spun off into the sand, a ruined mass of agony. His horse reared and fled into the desert. He's mad, said one of the riders. Not any longer, said Nasus, approaching the mercenary leader. A strange fragrance filled the air. Dead flowers spinning on lavender-colored threads followed in his wake. Maloof twisted on the ground, the broken fingers of his right hand withered, skin sagging like wet parchment. The barrel of his chest caved in on itself like a rotting spine fruit. White-knuckled panic overtook the remaining mercenaries. They struggled to keep their mounts under control, if only to retreat. Maloof's body lay abandoned in the sand. Nasus turned east towards the ruins of Nerimazeth. Tell your emperor his cycle nears its end. Well then, I think I may have just found my favorite legend story i'm not very good with nasus but i do i like i do enjoy me a good fat cubonk in um in the game itself but man i love characters that are like the the wise old curators of libraries love that as a bibliophile and deep reader of many books myself and the idea that there's this character like Nasus who does that. I just, that's my jam. Really enjoyed Nasus. Maybe I'll do Renekton next week or Zareth or Azir. Who knows? I'm on a little bit of a Shuriman kick now. And uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate all of you. And I'll catch you next week.